0: so it's time for us to take a pregnant pause in our ramblings and talk about pregnancy skincare. I mean, you probably had a pregnancy-appropriate skincare routine for um, about the last six years now, am I right?
1: Yes, yeah, six years is such a long time when I think about it. You know, it's pregnancy skincare is something that I have an intimate connection with, not by choice. Okay, maybe it's half my fault, um, <laughs> but I do need to preface this chat By saying, you know, I've never really loved being pregnant. I'm not one of those glowy pregnant women that loves the nine months. I am the complete opposite. I've actually hated all of my pregnancies. I've hated my skin during all of my pregnancies. I've maybe had, I don't know, one to two months of that glowing skin. I remember falling pregnant with my first baby and being like, I'm going to glow. I was so excited. And then, you know, the nausea hits, the morning sickness hits. I started, you know, breaking out in acne, and my skin was super sensitive. And I'm like, this is uh, this is not what I was expecting.
0: The pregnancy glow is not necessarily a myth, but it doesn't necessarily always happen. Unfortunately,
1: no. There's lots of unicorn, beautiful unicorn women <laughs> that look glowing and love their pregnancies, but I definitely have not been one of them. Not yet. Not yeah. I for context, obviously we haven't met. I'm really short, so I'm five foot one. Um, so when I'm pregnant, I actually, you know, I look and I feel like Danny DeVito.
0: You're wider than you are tall.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm like this little ball (laughs) with sensitive skin and breakouts and, you know, I'm super hormonal. It's like having PMS for nine months. I literally am not a joy to be around. So let's preface this whole chat with that.
0: And talking about prefacing this chat, Yads, I'd like to say a little bit of a disclaimer, and this is no different to what I would say to um, a woman in our clinic, and that is the knowledge of what we have surrounding what a client can and can't use during pregnancy is there's very little evidence around it. And that is because of the controversy surrounding actually testing these treatments and products on pregnant women because no woman is actually going to put their hand up and say, hey, I'm pregnant, test on me. And um, at the same time, it would be really unethical for a company or a business to say, hey, we're looking for pregnant women to test on.
1: Totally. No pregnant woman's going to put their body on their line. And I guess so much of the faith that we have in recommending certain treatments, products, ingredients uh, to any of our clients is because of the research and the science that we have in our industry that we rely on as dermal therapists to get the job done.
0: Definitely. So it's for these reasons that in addition to any advice that we administer to our pregnant or our soon to be pregnant or um, our breastfeeding clients, that any advice is considered in alignment with the direction from their doctor or Mm -hmm. their OBGYN, for example.
1: Totally. That's what I did, you know, all three of my pregnancies. As soon as I fell pregnant, I went straight to my doctor. You know, I took all my skincare, all my supplements, and as much as the skin changes and as potentially horrible it can be, It's safety first when it comes to pregnancy and our doctors know best, they make the rules.
0: Mm. I've always found it really, really interesting uh, hearing what a client's doctor or OBGYN has, has suggested. So for example, some might say, do you know what? Don't worry about it. Like none of these ingredients are going to be used in a high enough strength to cause any problems. Some say avoid throughout all three trimesters. Some say avoid in the first trimester. Some say go crazy in the third trimester. So it's really, really um, interesting. And it's for that reason, too, that we keep saying, do what your doctor tells you to do because you put your pregnancy in their hands. So we're just treating, we're treating the skin. And of course, that's important. But at the end of the day, it's baby number one, um, skin second.
1: It's such an anxious time when you're growing a human, I think maybe for the first time. But my doctor always put me at ease and she always knew she was really realistic about what I could and couldn't do during those nine months. Your body changes a lot too and all of a sudden you think have to think about is it okay to be drinking three cups of coffee a day? What's the caffeine doing to my baby? Can I eat soft-boiled eggs? It's such a sensitive time for any woman. so it's normal to be anxious. But, again, that's where, you know, you have to chat to your doctor.
0: So, yeah, that's a lot to think about. So much. But um, <laughs> what about some of the actual changes that you experienced or that women can experience uh, during pregnancy?
1: You know what's really interesting is that I have been pregnant three times and all three of my pregnancies have been very, very different. I know a lot of women say that, but I definitely have felt that. I remember with my first He's a Boy, I developed hormonal acne and I didn't just develop it on my face. I remember breaking out on my chest and on my back and all of a sudden I was super sensitive to all of my skincare and I remember putting on a face mask once and it literally just felt like my face was burning off and I had to take it off, which was very, very unlike. I have a really normal combo skin type and I can do a lot of things with my skin. I'm not sensitive at all, but all three of my pregnancies, I've been super, super sensitive. Did develop a little bit of melasma, but probably not As as some women can develop it quite badly, Um, I think it it all came back to the way that I was looking after my skin. James, I don't know about you, but I'm a vampire. I I never go out into the sun. And if I do, it's always with a hat and sunscreen. So I think that definitely helped when I was pregnant. Um, You know, melasma is darkening of the skin that shows up in kind of bigger patches on the face and yeah while I didn't get it too bad it was there and it just went away as soon as I gave birth a lot of these skin um, conditions that you might develop during pregnancy because they're hormonal based they might be scary during the nine months and then literally as soon as you give birth to that baby it's like they disappear they're the main things that I basically have experienced you know melasma acne and sensitivity but stretch marks are also very common. I think there's a genetic component though to stretch marks and some people just can't escape them, sadly. Um, you know, but lesser known concerns that do pop up are things like skin tags or cherry angiomas again, which are predominantly hormonal based and why they pop up when you're pregnant.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that's re- you know, pregnancy is really a time where women need skincare more than ever, but yeah. What are some of the most common ingredients that um, are generally suggested are avoided during pregnancy?
1: Okay, so most women would have probably heard that all forms of vitamin A should be avoided during pregnancy. You know, there's evidence that suggests prescription retinoids like Accutane pose a risk uh, of birth defects. So the blanket medical recommendation is to avoid retinol altogether. And it's a recommendation that continues if you decide or if you can breastfeed after the baby is born. So really it's a a long time without vitamin A for a lot of women. And I think a lot of women don't think about that postpartum period because they're so focused on the pregnancy and then they get excited and they're like, okay, I'm going to treat all of my pigmentation. I'm going to get back into clinic. And then they come in three months post-baby and they're breastfeeding and they're like, oh, well, I can't really do as much as I, I thought that I could. So we do need to be prepared to have, you know, our pregnancy-safe skincare, but then our breastfeeding-safe skincare as well. Well,
0: it's still such a hormonal time oh, for Oh, definitely. You know, and there's still so many of those side effects of pregnancy that you mentioned before still occurring. And quite often, you know, particularly if you're going to have um, some issues like cherry angiomas, increased vascularity, melasma, for example, you might find that you might be one of those lucky ones where it actually just completely disappears. So there's no point in going and treating it at the time. Good idea to wait.
1: Yeah, uh, salicylic acid is also uh, another ingredient that people generally recommend be avoided. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up to two percent is okay. I know I personally use salicylic acid when I was pregnant through all of my pregnancies and was okayed by my doctor. Although some women may prefer to avoid it altogether. Again, it's quite individual and up to you. Chat to your doctor. You know there are other ingredients and things like essential oils, fragrance, uh, chemical SPF that some people say. Um, should be avoided during pregnancy, but I, the evidence really isn't there. So again, chat to your doctor about ingredients like those and anything that might concern you.
0: And there is additional advice that you will always receive from your dermal therapist in the treatment room, where it's a little bit more intimate. You know, the conversation is 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 ongoing throughout the whole period of um, trying to fall pregnant, becoming pregnant the breastfeeding process, so many things change throughout that process. So, you know, that communication with your dermal therapist in terms of advice is not simply limited to what we're discussing today. And the list of ingredients that you mentioned, Yads, whilst it might not seem very long, I think people quite often get really worried about what is going to happen to their skin when they don't use their retinol for Mm -hmm. a period of time. Um, But the good news is, you know, there's still a whole bevy of ingredients that we rely on to um, when we're subbing out other ingredients.
1: You will survive without retinol.
0: Yeah, you will. And I know you mentioned, Yads, you know, that most vitamin A's are suggested to be avoided, we actually use in clinic osmosis as CALM because they stand by their retinaldehyde form of vitamin A as being 100% pregnancy and breastfeeding safe because the units that it contains are so minimal in contrast to any studies that have ever been done on um, the use of vitamin A during pregnancy. Another great ingredient for pregnancy is vitamin B3, which we also know as niacinamide. Um, As when you sort of put up um, a list of effects of vitamin A next to the effects of vitamin B, there's a lot of crossover. So for this reason, I'm always encouraging that a retinol is replaced with a vitamin B3 serum.
1: Honestly, James, I think that vitamin B, a good niacinamide serum should be handed to every pregnant person at their 12-week scan. Like you pop in to get that scan and you also (laughs) get a vitamin B serum.
0: Well, you could say that a good vitamin B serum can actually bring about the pregnancy glow. It's the pregnancy glow in a bottle. Maybe maybe that's a little bit extreme, but you know, vitamin B has that beautiful affinity with the skin. Mm -hmm. Um, It can really make the skin pop.
1: And it's a great ingredient if you just want to keep things simple as well. Like you might, like one of the Mm -hmm. things, like when your skin is freaking out, that's not the time to be trying to do a 10 step skincare routine with all these new ingredients that you've never tried before, because you're trying to navigate your pregnancy Skin, just keep it simple. Vitamin B is a really great ingredient for that. Like I said, it's such a sensitive time for women, so it's not going to do anybody any harm to play things a little bit safer. And if that means minimizing your skincare routine or keeping things really simple, then do that.
0: Yads, yeah, let's talk about pregnancy and professional treatment. So, what did you steer clear of during your pregnancies?
1: Obviously, all laser light uh, treatments aren't recommended during pregnancy, so I didn't do any of those. Um, I also didn't do any LEDs. I basically did really light chemical peels and I did needling treatments. I loved skin needling when I was pregnant also just a little on LED because you can technically do LED treatments when you are pregnant. However, it's quite clinic dependent, you know, some clinics will offer it, some don't. I know you offer it James. Although when I was pregnant, the clinic where I was working didn't offer LED treatments to pregnant women. So, for that reason, I basically just avoided it. Again, if it's something that you are interested in continuing during your pregnancy or are concerned about in any way, it's always best to chat to your doctor. And, you know, it's a bit of a myth that you need to go really hard when you needle your face, I actually found that I got really great results with just baby needling and going lighter with my skin. Though I couldn't do a lot of things, but it still kind of felt like it was like a nicotine patch as well. You know, I've lost my vitamin A, I've lost my normal skincare routine. But doing those needling treatments was like you know popping into clinic and and having a little bit of that self care time and made me feel a little more in control of things when I'd lost my mind and I'd lost my body and. I could keep control of my skin. So there are definitely things that you can do in clinic when you're pregnant. I, I feel like a lot of women think, oh, no, my I can't do anything. I'm pregnant. I am just going to stay at home and, you know, just use skincare. But I, I feel like, again, it's that combination of clinical treatments and your skincare that's going to get you the results, plus you've got the guidance of your dermal therapist during those nine months.
0: You know what else, Yeah, Yeah. Um, during pregnancy too, like we're dermal therapists, we don't perform Injectable treatments, but of course, during that pregnancy period, that's also contraindicated. So, a lot of clients I find rely more so on their dermal therapist during those periods because they can't be getting their Botox, they can't be getting their filler. So, they're still really committed to wanting to look their best they can from those perspectives. So those dermal therapy treatments can really, really uh, step in and help to fill the gap of those injectable appointments.
1: Definitely. It's such a good way to keep your skin in check. And if you do get condition, a skin condition like melasma, it can be somewhat treatable when you are pregnant, you know, but there are so many hormonal aspects that come into play. So, of course, we usually recommend to wait until after your pregnancy But I guess when you have that guidance from a dermal therapist, they can be reiterating to stay out of the sun, to make sure that you're wearing that SPF, and that's going to really help prevent your melasma getting worse. Just like hormones, the sun is a well-known melasma trigger. So if that is something that you experience when you're pregnant, definitely stay out of the sun.
0: The melasma story is a tricky one because, look, um, um, unfortunately, so many clients come to us with melasma for not just pregnancy reasons or hormonal reasons, but for, you know, there's a genetic component, you know, having been on the contraceptive pill, stress, there's so many triggers for melasma. And as you said, Yads, yeah, you know, sometimes um, a client can, that just like yourself, the melasma can be stimulated during pregnancy and if you're lucky it's just going to reduce it on its own accord so don't worry about going ha- going and having treatments but i have to say that i have seen some clients who have managed their uh, melasma beautifully before they found out that they were pregnant or before their pregnancies um, and through the use of their dermal therapy appointments and through the use of appropriate skincare, they have actually seen no worsening during their pregnancies. What I always find really interesting is I'd love to know whether or not if, the, if those clients didn't do their dermal therapy treatments and didn't use their skincare, if their melasma would have actually worsened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, we'll we'll never, ever know that.
1: And I guess that's where, um, you know, people start to see skin issues. You know, I, I get a lot of clients who had never really been interested in their skin and even people online, they're like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant, my skin is freaking out, I've got this pigmentation, I've got acne, you know, and a lot of these, that's what makes people interested in looking after their skin during pregnancy as well because you, you kind of need to.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like there's the self-care aspect to it. Yeah. It's, you know, like we, we have clients that come and have, you know, we'll put the bed up so that, you know, they're very, very comfortable, but they um, are moments during their pregnancy that they really, really look forward to.
1: Oh, definitely. If I, if I could have a treatment every week, you know, while I was pregnant, I I would, I find pregnancy really so hard. I'm not a very good pregnant person. Even, you know, going into clinic, i have never going to, I'm just like a, a really, you know, roly-poly Danny DeVito that's hormonal. It's not fun time.
0: <laughs> and clients come, you know, right up until, you know, the week before they're scheduled in to have their baby, to have their final treatment so that they can meet their baby with their beautiful skin because, you know, it's now competition between them and their newborn baby, <laughs> which has the most beautiful skin in the world. Um, and so it's always, you know, it's so lovely to see these women coming you know that have committed to their skin during their whole pregnancy because they've been comfortable too and of course because they're able to continue to have certain services
1: uh-huh and i think you need to do those those treatments right like schedule the the appointments i think they're really important the appointments right before you give birth you know i with all three of my pregnancies I've scheduled in my hair appointment, scheduled in my skin appointment, whatever appointment that I had, because once you give birth, like realistically, you've got three to four months at home, sleep deprived, feeling like you've been hit by a bus every single day. It's such a change, but you're not going to have the time to pop into clinic because you've got a, a baby hanging off your boob and you've got your other kids screaming and throwing tantrums and I'm really selling being a mum, aren't I? To you?
0: <laughs> oh, look, it's not happening. It's not happening this end. But um, Yads, do you think you'll be back on your pregnancy-safe skincare routine anytime soon? No,
1: no, I'm done. I will never, never, ever <laughs> have the pregnancy-safe skincare routine, and I'm very happy about it. Thanks, Jane.
0: <laughs> Don't thank me. Thanks, Not. Noel. Thank you
1: Thanks, Not. Noel. <laughs> <Thanks, Noel. laughs> Okay, so that was a lot of information, so let's wrap things up a little. If you're pregnant, the main ingredients to avoid are vitamin A and salicylic acid at percentages higher than 2%. Everything else is fine. Again, always chat to your doctor first if you are concerned about any ingredients in your skincare. They will always know what is best for you. Treatment-wise, chat to your dermal therapist, avoid laser treatments. However, your clinician can guide you during those nine months. Um, And if your skin is starting to freak out, simplify your routine. You know, doing less is not going to be bad when you're pregnant. In fact, it's probably going to be a lot more beneficial to the skin.
0: And yeah, you know, once our clients have had their baby, you know, quite often we don't see them for a while. But sometimes we do. You know, I love those clients that come in the week after. Um, quite often, you know, when the, the baby is after, <laughs> yeah,
1: the wow, baby. Well, the wow. baby just sits
0: there; it doesn't <laughs> do anything, so it's quite perfect. <laughs> But, you know, quite often we don't see our clients for a while and that's when home care can play, you know, a big role in terms of being a, you know, um, a routine that, you know, having a simple routine is going to be the best way forward during those times, I'm sure.
1: And I feel like it just makes you feel better too. Like it's that little self-care ritual that you've got in the morning and at night, even if it's not extensive, even if it's, you know, 30 seconds to yourself, one minute, whatever you you can muster during, you know, postpartum. The society, sheet masks, the peptide ones, I literally gave birth. My midwife left the room. She came back and I had one on my face and she said, I did my routine and then I put my sheet mask on and oh, I was feeding so my baby. And she she said to me, I've never seen anybody <laughs> do this. I gave her a mask though. I said, you need to try this because midwives, you know, they work really long hours and they're up, you know, predominantly at night. I was like, how are you not using this mask already?
0: Oh, that's nice of you.
1: And also like... If you can't come into the clinic, you know, for the first three, four months after you, you give birth, do still keep in touch with your dermal therapist. We want to hear from you. Send us pictures of your cute baby. We want to see you again. <laughs> we want to see you again. Don't lose touch.
0: We want to see photos of our future clients.
1: Yes, yes. So next week on Dermal Diaries, we're going to be chatting about what to do when you've overdone it on your skincare.
0: That's right. We're talking to you. Put the retinol down.
1: To me or to the people? No, to anyone
0: (laughs) listening. Well, to some of the ones that are listening. We're going to talk about what to look out for when you might have overdone your skincare.
1: And what to do to fix it. You know, I think as dermal therapists, we see a lot of this in clinic. Mm -hmm. People going crazy with their skincare. So we need to chat about uh, ways to prevent this happening and ways to fix it.
0: See you then, Yads.